0: hey whatever welcome to the growing gardenias podcast this podcast was created to bring you candid conversations about mental health mental wellness healing self-help and the other hard stuff we don't like to talk about i'm your host niara jasmine and i want you to always remember that you are still growing and still learning daily and you are lovely gardenia blessings to each of you let's get started Hi, my gems. Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of the Growing Gardenias podcast. So, if you couldn't tell by the title, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. What is imposter syndrome? AKA, you feel like a fraud, you feel like a phony, you feel like a fake. Imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern where someone doubts their skills, talents, accomplishments, et cetera, et cetera, right? And they feel this persistent fear that they're a fraud, they're an imposter, they're a phony. There's a lot of self-doubt. You believe you're not as competent as others believe you to be or that others perceive you to be. You know, you feel like you don't belong where you are. You think that you only got there because of luck, like dumb luck. Um, And this affects everyone, including myself, which I will talk more about a little bit later on in this episode. But some of the common characteristics that I've been seeing about imposter syndrome, and I'm sure there's more, but these are just the common ones that kept coming up. So self-doubt, downplaying your achievements, attributing your success to external factors, self-sabotage, a lot, a lot of self-sabotage, perfectionism or overachieving out of fear that you have to to prove yourself setting unrealistic goals to prove yourself and to prove that you deserve something and then when you can't do them feeling like a fraud feeling like you're not worthy feeling like you don't belong wherever it is that you are constant anxiety about your skill set and how good you are at doing something whatever it is that you're doing Um, Taking on more that you can handle, again, to prove yourself. Also, constantly feeling like you have to prove yourself. If you don't prove yourself, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. So those are just some general characteristics of imposter syndrome. Like I said before, I'm sure there's way more than that. But those were the ones that I kept kind of seeing come up. So for some of the topics that I do, I kind of know what I'm talking about just from like either my studies or like my own research or whatever. And some of the episodes, I'm also learning something new. And this was one of the topics where I learned something new. So according to a doctor, Valerie Young, there are five types of imposter syndrome. The first type is a perfectionist. So this person is never satisfied. This person is always feeling like their work could be better and better and better. And this person focuses on their flaws rather than their strengths and they tear themselves down. The second type is the superhero. So this person feels like they are inadequate. So they push themselves most of the time, way, way, way over their limit to work as hard as possible in order to feel adequate, in order to feel worthy, in order to feel deserving of whatever it is that they have. The third type of imposter syndrome is the person who is the expert. So they measure their competence based on how much they know and what they can do. And so with that, they're never satisfied with their level of understanding. Even if they are highly skilled, They're never satisfied. They always feel like they have to know more and they feel like they have to do more constantly. The fourth type of imposter syndrome is the natural genius. So this person will set excessive goals for themselves and they are crushed when they don't succeed on their first try. So... If they're not able to do something quickly or fluently or pick something up quickly, they feel shame. So someone who is the natural genius type of imposter, things might have been easy for them growing up. Like maybe things came easily like school, like they always got straight A's. They never struggled with anything. So when a challenge does arise, they don't know what to do with themselves if they don't know how to handle it. And lastly, the fifth type of imposter syndrome is the soloist. So this is the person who feels like asking for help reveals that they're a phony or that they don't know what they're doing or that they don't know what they're they're talking about. This is the person who will refuse to ask for help. Like they'll be on their deathbed and will not ask for help just to continue to prove themselves and to prove that they have everything together and to prove their worthiness. And this is also the person who thinks that their self-worth is determined by their productivity or that it stems from there. So I was reading these like, wow, that's really crazy. And I'm like, okay, which one do I identify with? And I low-key feel like I identify with like all of them. I've had moments, my perfectionist moments where I am never satisfied with my work or I am wondering okay what's next you know focusing not on my strengths but like on my weaknesses Um, I've had moments where I took on way too much I can handle as a way to prove myself to who I don't know I also resonate with like the natural genius because growing up I never really struggled in school I was a great student Um, and also the soloist because I really don't like to ask for help sometimes, which I am working on. I'm getting much better with that. Um, so pat on the back, yay me. But I feel like I kind of resonate with all them. Maybe not the expert, um, like measuring your competence on how much you know, but I kind of do resonate with the majority of them. So also, imposter syndrome can come from like many things, like most likely like a new life transition, like you just got a new job, you just started a new program, you just You know, you're doing something different. So my experience with imposter syndrome started when I got to Columbia University to pursue my master's in clinical psychology. I can literally recall asking myself like I I was in class on several different occasions like, yo, how did I get into this program? Because the first day I remember I was in I think it was like a global mental health class. And everybody was saying what their research interests were, what they've done. Like this one guy, he traveled to like, I think like a shelter or something in another country and was helping the children like pains and just all these things. People had so many amazing things. And I was sitting there like, damn, I don't got nothing. Goodness. Like I hadn't had research experience. I didn't like do anything. In my opinion, that was extraordinary. So I was really sitting there questioning myself like, how am I even in this program? Why did they even accept me? And then when I got into my research lab and I didn't know a thing about research because I just never did research and you're kind of expected to know certain things. So I definitely was like, yo, I don't know what is going on. You know, I used to be miserable, miserable every day. I'm like, oh my God, I hate this program, how did I get into this program? I'm not smart enough, I'm not capable, I'm not gonna finish this, I'm not gonna be able to do my thesis, I'm not gonna be successful. (laughs) Like It would just go on and on and on. My master's program is a bit of a blur now, I'm not gonna lie, I graduated in 2019, but I do remember there was one point where I called my mom crying, First, I'm always calling my mom. Um, I called my mom crying about something. Like I think I, I must have like did bad on a test or something. I can't remember, but she gave me a talk. She was like, "Girl, like you are qualified. You are Ivy League material." And I was like, "No, I'm not. I don't belong here. I really. How am I even gonna finish this? I should just drop out." and she just has to remind me who I was. And like you got to remind yourself who you are. Like you got there for a reason. You're there for a reason. You are qualified. You are overqualified. But you know, when you're in the moment, you're not thinking about that. You're just thinking about all the negative things. Like I was thinking about the fact that I couldn't do research. I didn't have clinical experience. I wasn't getting clinical experience. Things weren't going my way. I was telling myself, I'm not capable. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of being here. You know, these people had all these things under their belt. They had years of experience ahead of me. Oh, that was another thing. I was also young in my program. I, I started my program when I was 20 years old. So most of the people were like, you know, 23, 24, 25, 30s, 40s. And here go my young tender self, 20 years old. I'm like, I'm still, I'm like a baby. So I don't know what's going on. How did I even get in here? And to be honest, I'm not going to lie. My imposter syndrome did not go away until I was out of that school. Like, just to be frank, just to be transparent, I literally had imposter syndrome for the two years that I was there. Even when I had accomplishments, even when I did really well on papers or assignments or whatever it was that I had to do, even when I did really well, my imposter syndrome was like, mm, it wasn't good enough. You're not good enough. And uh-huh. like, oh, My master's program was a struggle. Like mentally, it was very, very trying. And even on graduation day, I was like, okay, I graduated. I got my master's at 22. What next? Okay, PhD next. Like I didn't even take a second to like be proud of myself or anything. I was just like, okay, what now? What now? What now? And that was that imposter syndrome. I remember just also feeling not qualified for the program and for Ivy League and for the work that I was doing and getting and it was just a hot mess and even now looking back on it it was like oh that whole experience was just a struggle okay and now sometimes I still have imposter syndrome like I'm not back in school yet um I didn't have imposter syndrome for my new position not really I felt pretty confident also I was really supported Um, and in my master's program, I didn't feel super supported. It was just like a group of us, black students, maybe like five of us, still my tribe now till this day, shout out to them. Um, but in terms of like feeling supported by faculty and staff and other students, no. So that also contributed to the feeling of imposter syndrome and feeling like I didn't belong there. Um, So even now, I kind of still have imposter syndrome sometimes when it comes to content creation and my beautiful, lovely podcast that y'all love so much that you're listening to right now, Um, believe it or not. And I hope it doesn't come across that way through my content and sometimes some of my episodes. But I've had moments where I'm like, you know, why do people even listen to my podcast? Like there are so many other good podcasts or I don't have that many followers on Instagram, people don't like my work, people don't like my page, people don't like my content, or if I don't get enough like, likes or shares or whatever, oh my God, like my work is no good. You know, I'm doing this for what purpose? Um, this is like a waste of my time. Like I've had all of those thoughts before and I am struggling now, not struggling, but overcoming, I'll say overcoming. I wouldn't say I'm struggling with it. I would say that I have these thoughts from time to time. They used to be much more frequent. But I do have friends who will check me in a hot second, and I appreciate all of them. And they'll be like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, you bring so much value to everything that you do. Shut the hell up. And I really appreciate that. Sometimes I just need a little tough love. And so shout out to my circle, my tribe, my support system, Oleal. Um, and then just to support. Um, but yeah, I've had moments like that where I'm like, yo, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Or my biggest thing was like... When I was in school, I felt like I had, I guess, more relevant stuff to talk about because I was learning as I was doing episodes. Now that I'm not in school, it's kind of like, okay, I have to learn on my own to find things to talk about, to find things that are relevant, to find things that people can relate to, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, oh, I'm not in school. I don't have anything to talk about. My podcast is no good. Blah, 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 blah. And it's a cycle and it keeps happening sometimes. And so I'm sure some people can relate to that as content creators or even not as content creators, as students, as employees, as entrepreneurs, when your stuff isn't selling or people aren't showing your stuff love or as artists, whatever. I feel like we can all relate to that Um, because imposter syndrome is real and you really do be feeling like you don't belong where you are and that you didn't get there on your own merits, but you did. You literally did. (laughs) Like... You did. And I don't know what it is in our brains that just make us feel like we aren't good enough. Even though the work that we are producing is top tier and other people are telling us that, they're showing us that with their support, their reviews, whatever. It's like if you don't believe that, you're just not going to believe that and you're still going to have the same thoughts. And like I said earlier, it's a cycle, which is why you have to break the cycle and literally like change your thoughts or else it's just going to follow you in everything. Example. I graduated with a master's at 22 and hear me what's next okay that that you know ooh, big deal not giving myself any credit and then it just followed me into the next thing oh my podcast Mm, yeah you know people have better mental health podcasts there are podcasts that have like 100k listeners me what am I I'm, I'm like in the hundreds I'm in the 200s you know so it just follows you if you don't check it so now I literally started checking it like Anytime any of these self-sabotaging thoughts come into my brain, I'm like, no, get it, get it together, get it together right now, because I'm not playing with myself, I don't have time to be sitting there like, oh, you don't deserve this, and you don't have time either, sis or bro, whoever's listening, you don't have time either, like, get it together, So with that being said, let's talk about how we could get it together. So how can we overcome this imposter syndrome? Firstly, recognize which thoughts are even imposter syndrome thoughts to begin with. Example, how did I even get into this program? Girl, what? You're popping. That's how. I just got lucky. No, you didn't. You worked for it. I'm not even that smart. Yes, you are. You're a genius. I can't do this. Yes, you can. You can do anything. You literally can do anything because you're a hard worker. Like, you're gonna have some thoughts sometimes. You're gonna have some doubts where you're like, "Eh, I don't know about this. But just recognize which ones are like the normal doubts that you're allowed to have because you're a human and sometimes you're gonna doubt yourself and that's okay, but you're not gonna let it stop you versus the thoughts that are debilitating. Okay? So, another tip for us to overcome imposter syndrome is to talk about your feelings. You know what I'm gonna say. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know what I'm about to say. Get a what? Get a therapist. Yes. Process these things with a licensed professional. You know, I love that y'all support my podcast and y'all listen and y'all like my content, but I'm not a licensed psychologist yet. In a couple years. Yes. Not now. Nope. I'm not. And this podcast is not intended to replace therapy. So, You want to talk about your feelings, yes, talk about your feelings with your friends, your family, whoever's in your support system or whatever, but also talk about it with a therapist. Like me, when I was in Colombia, I did not have a therapist because I couldn't find a black one. Then God blessed me and sent me the most fabulous therapist ever. I love her so much. Anyways... I talked to my mom. I talked to some of my other black friends who were also experiencing imposter syndrome. Like we would have moments in the library where we're like sitting on the carpet and we're just talking about how much we hate everything. And those were very therapeutic, not therapy, but therapeutic like, okay? So talk about your feelings. Another thing is to reflect on your achievements. You are that, insert whatever you want to be called, okay? All right. Like you are doing the damn thing and you have done the damn thing. And that's on period. Why? You need to list your achievement. List what you have accomplished. Because I guarantee there was a moment for some of the things that you accomplished. There was a moment when you thought you couldn't. And there was a moment where you thought you couldn't belong. Like when my master's, I was like, "Mm, yeah, don't know about this one. And guess what? I did it. I don't care how you do it. You gotta make a list. You gotta call somebody up. You gotta talk to yourself in the mirror. I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Recognize all of your achievements, all of your accomplishments, everything that you are proud of because you deserve it and you worked hard for these accomplishments. Another thing is to realize that your worth is really not dependent on how productive you are. Like you are a hundred percent worthy if you're being productive, if you're not being productive, if you're not doing anything. Like I know Society and social media and all this other stuff forces us to think that we're only worthy if we're doing things, but that's just not true. So, unlearn that, get that idea out of your head. I'm also unlearning that. That kind of leads me to my next point, also, is to pay attention to what you're consuming. So, for example, Social media tends to make people feel like they're inferior because they feel like they're not doing as much as whatever it is that someone is posting. Also, stop comparing yourself to people. That's not doing anything for you. Focus on yourself and what you have going on and what you are accomplishing and what you're going to accomplish. Stop doubting yourself. You are good enough. You made it where you are on your own merit because of your own hard work. Okay? You are good enough. You are deserving. You belong. I mentioned this earlier with check your thoughts, but also question them. Like earlier, a friend and I were talking and she was like, oh, you know, I'm so proud of you. You're doing all this stuff with growing gardenias. And my first thing to say back was, what are you talking about? I'm not even doing that much. And then also my next message was, you know what? There goes that imposter syndrome. I was like, thank you. You're right. Like, take a second to acknowledge yourself. Why was my first thought? "Mm, No, actually, I'm not really doing anything. I'm not doing enough. I need to be doing more. No, no check yourself okay stop in your tracks question your thoughts like why am i even thinking like this i am doing a lot thank you for noticing question your thoughts and check yourself you know because maybe you don't have people to check you but check yourself when you're having these negative thoughts also refer back to my which episode was this where i talked about the abcde method um okay i just looked episode 21 out of the darkness overcoming Postgrad depression i talked about the abcde method from rational emotive behavior therapy again growing gardenias is not therapy but just the abcd method is just a helpful task i think that anyone can do so yes yeah, so abcde method rewrite your thoughts okay and lastly work on your self-concept work on your confidence you are the shit okay you really are you are allowed to doubt yourself sometimes. And it's okay to acknowledge that sometimes you are going to feel insecure, but don't let those thoughts consume you. Don't let those thoughts stop you from doing what you have to do. That's the difference. You got this. We're not doing imposter syndrome anymore. We're not with that. Why? Because we deserve to be in the spaces that we are in, period. Okay? We've worked hard for them. We didn't get there because we're lucky or dumb luck or... Whatever else you tell yourself, no, you deserve to be there. You worked for it. You earned it. It's yours. So that is all I have for you tonight, my loves. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for supporting. Gardenia blessings to each of you.